0: It's Nazri. Can he go all the way here? Still Nazri. Looks like Sharve!
1: we're back transatlantic arsenal my name's liam i'm mike and it's been so long i almost forgot how to do that uh two weeks removed from our last game which was against help me out with that one Bournemouth. yeah i think so um we played newcastle yesterday tonight is monday night we played them yesterday morning sunday morning four 0 win by the way. burnley by the way sorry burnley um 4-0 win. Scoreline's a little flattering in my opinion. I think Mike, you can talk on that in a little bit. But uh 4-0 win at home. Uh performance was not great to start. I think it took us twenty-five, thirty minutes to really start to show we were the better team. Um halftime something seems to change. And we scored four goals in the second half. Don't really want to give a whole game recap just because it's a little late now. If people are Just figuring out about the game and how it went, they probably aren't major fans. Um, But, Mike, what do you think of a 4-0 win? Much needed.
0: Um, Yep, a little flattering. Um, Seen many, many top-quality teams, Liverpool, Real, Barker, City, even Tottenham, win games like that, 4-0, and you look at the game and you think, well, they weren't that good, were they? Um, yeah. But, you know, they took their chances and the other team didn't. So I think we got beat 3-1 by Liverpool early on in the season. And I know there was a big controversy about how we defended that game, but I truly didn't think we were necessary, you know, th- two goals worse than them. In fact, we were 3 nil down, I think, and got one back. But, yeah, so sometimes a game goes like that. And uh, it's nice that it happened for us instead of against us.
1: Yep. Um, I mean... I think I you I watched the game 4-0 at the end and I was thinking about it and it is an awesome result. Uh, but we did go 2-0 up and then we gave them two golden opportunities. Um I think the game, as you had kind of alluded to, could have ended 3-1 as opposed to 4-0 or even 2-1 or you know, I don't think it's all the realm of possibility that if they even if they miss those two chances, and maybe that's where I'll come in and applaud this team. I don't know, it might be a little bit uh too early to say something like that but they did get a third and a fourth which i know you and i had been complaining about for a long time now i mean <clears throat> i wouldn't be surprised because i think i heard the stat earlier that we haven't had a win like this in like a year or something ridiculous so um you know they it wasn't until the 87th minute or something like that 90th minute maybe that we scored third goal And if they had scored at any point before then, you know, we would have been scrambling at 2-1, and I don't think it would have been a shock that it finished 2-2. So, I don't know, I guess some props there.
0: Well, do we um, analyze that as saying, look, you know, we've played with a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation, a lot, a lack of confidence, and at 2-0 up, you know, you, you know that if we go forward, concede, and then for whatever reason either have to hang on or concede another that uh, the pundits are just going to be slating us for not being able to hold on to a lead so <clears throat> maybe there was something to the manner of um, did you think it was and again my 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 biggest um, you know well, I'm his biggest fan but did you think will it really made a quite a difference there when he came on he he really drove us forward without really needing a lot of help he kind of like pressed their back line and just drove at him and seemed to catch him off guard a little bit. Well, I think maybe they would have thought he would have come in
1: and kind of sat back a bit. Is that me just Um, over-exaggerating? Give me a favor and tell me whenever he came on.
0: I couldn't tell you what minute, but I'm going to say probably he came on for Ozil,
1: maybe 82, Yeah, I mean, it looks like he came on in the 91st minute. So I, that's why I was a little confused uh, because I didn't think he was on very long. And yeah, he contributed really well in a a fourth goal, but uh, at that point, it was kind of all over. So I didn't think he made much of a difference to (laughs) answer your question. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) a little bit, but you know, it happens. Um, But there's so many little storylines that came out of this game, I guess, maybe because it's been two weeks until we are since we'd last played. But, you know, we left the last pod saying that we weren't sure what the break was. it must've been like a, a league cup game. And that's why we had a break or whatever, but we ended up going to Dubai. Um, and it looks like the guys got some days off and they came back or they went to Dubai and they probably got, uh, they probably had to run quite a bit in the heat. And, uh, it looks like they come back a little bit sluggish maybe to begin and then uh, Oteta gets into them and it was pretty solid stuff in the fourth or this fourth quarter the second half so i guess well, my question to you is is what what do you think the biggest difference was like from the first half to the second half why do you think we would have made a, a big adjustment
0: Oh, God. I kind of hate doing this because, honestly, I'm trying to think of something to
1: say. Yeah, no, and I think that's the important part. That's kind of exactly what I wanted you to say because um, I think I started talking to you. I don't want to get too much into this, but basically what I'm saying is I'm not sure a whole lot changed other than I think we just scored a goal. And then we kind of relaxed, and then the Pepe goal was really solid stuff from our Left wing back winger who, who went through and he just beat a guy not made a guy class and then set up our other winger for a goal. Um, but basically, what I'm trying to say in that is like this whole new idea that maybe we've turned the leaf or turned whatever the saying is. Um, turn the corner. Turn the corner. Maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. But I'm not sure has to do anything with the performance. But maybe the result is what might end up having us turn the corner. That make any sense?
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I think sometimes you just need a result when it don't really matter how you get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to cheat in here, but I'm looking back at some of our fixtures and our results, and uh, <clears throat> you know we were we were pretty inept in a couple of losses. I think we beat West Ham, and other than that, there was nothing really great going on with um, Emery at the end. There when we surrendered or succumbed three 0 to City. Um, in the middle of December, I think Emory was gone, right? And then yeah. you look through at the games, Everton, 0-0, Bournemouth, 1-1, Chelsea lost 2-1. Then we had one absolutely solid performance against United, which I really think was a good performance. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just because they're that bad. Then we go Leeds, 1-0, Palace, 1-1, Sheffield United, 1-1, Chelsea, 2-2. Then we beat Bournemouth and we draw our own 0-0 with Burnley. So, or yeah, away, 0-0 Burnley. So, <coughs> looking at was those in results, FA Cup, correct? Yeah, and one was in the FA Cup, right? So, <coughs> looking at those results, um I feel like you know any of them could have gone our way. I thought actually, this ironic thing is probably our best performance other than United was against Chelsea, where we lost. Um, yeah. The Chelsea draw was alert, you know, like know could be of a comeback. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we don't want to beat this to death, but what I'm saying is, is I don't see a pattern in terms of of results. I see a steady growth of the team as a unit, I see guys like David Luiz, Granit Xhaka, Mirza Urzil, um, just to name three standouts for me, that I wouldn't have given them a the time of day, and uh, for whatever reason, they're contributing to getting us results, and I think that is, to me, the biggest clue, the biggest indicator is that now it doesn't seem to matter quite what pieces are in the jigsaw puzzle. It's more about putting the puzzle together and players having a defined role and saying, you do this, you do this. And I don't know if you saw this, I don't know. I'll give you a chance to say something. But he was talking about Pepe Arteta. And he just, all he talked about, he did, it wasn't all he talked about. His main focus was if you could do things in the defensive box properly, when you get to the other end, things are going to get better for you. And I think he, he was trying to illustrate the overall growth of Pepe's game, which, you know, i i be honest with you, I didn't watch much of the first half, so I can't even comment on it. But it sounds to me like a guy that's basically saying, we've taken the same player and we've improved him. And if you look at Xhaka, Luis, and Urzu in particular, you've got to say that's true, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of following along the lines of Ortega and his man managing, I think that was probably the most interesting storyline. Um, again, you, you watch the second half and some of the highlights, but I don't know how much did you watch after the game or anyone else listening. But, uh, you know, he, he, made, he made a comment on Tobias, who you and I mentioned, we brought up, and we were wondering why he wasn't playing. Um, he, he straight up said he, he wasn't playing because he didn't like his effort or his attitude in training. Like, I think he specifically said the word attitude, and that is crazy to me. Um and I'll elaborate a little more, but as maybe someone that didn't know that news, what did you what'd you think of that? Hearing well, of that I,
0: from I, me, did, I did see the quote too, and I was confused. So let me um did he get injured again or was he talking about prior?
1: No, I think he got injured again. Okay, so I couldn't quite
0: I couldn't quite make it out what he was really saying. I I, I think the story that I read said that he hadn't played him because of attitude issues, which, again, I, you know, I don't know, one way or the other. I mean, I'm not going to say good, bad, or indifferent, but, and then, uh, but then the whole the story also said he
1: re-injured himself. So, I,
0: I kind of was a bit confused about what he was trying to say. You
1: but, know, and the, the way I watched this, him say it was that he, he was injured, he came back, kind of got another injury, and then he just didn't like the way he was training. In this game, he got injured? No, no, no earlier, I guess, a few weeks ago or months ago or whatever. Okay, so he's not injured now? No, correct. Okay. And he yeah, liked well, his performance in this game. Yeah, and I was totally confused. So, uh,
0: yeah, I think that's a fantastic... And, I, and I, I didn't really elaborate on it. I didn't go back and read anymore, so I'm glad we brought it up because, yeah, if he's telling you that you know a guy likes to bias, who, let's be honest, when we watched him and uh, I know we're probably a little bit biased I think, but I thought you know his effort against Liverpool was maximum. I thought yeah, know, honestly games...
1: every single game he's played I even can maybe criticize his performance, but I thought the effort was something you could never criticize, but I keep going.
0: Right, so no, so exactly, so now let's let's kind of let, break it down a little more. Now what what we're saying is that is that David Luiz, Xhaka, Ozil, um Pepe, even Bellerin to an extent. These guys are are improving their performances, why? Um, Obviously, we're both going to come down on the side of improved fitness, but we both agree also that that's a long-term thing, right? It's really hard to change that in five games in the middle of a season. So now, what else could it be? And I think it's role definition. So maybe what he was alluding to with Subias wasn't so much the lack of effort in terms of attitude, but maybe not buying into the tactics possibly that's what he was saying
1: possibly because
0: yeah, because if you look at him he's a, he's a bit of a wild card cebarri you know he's he's creative and he wants to do things and he wants to try this and he wants to try that so you know I, I i tell you what i did see i saw us trying to play the ball in behind quite a lot more in that game the second half than i did i've seen all season um, and uh, obviously one was a Willett pass into uh, Lacazette for the years goal. Oh, Pepe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I, I guess that was for Lacazette's goal, right? Um, that was a little pass by Willett behind for Pepe, you lady, off the Lacazette. Yeah. And then, um, you know, li- little times when, uh, you know, we were just chipping the ball behind the, the fullback. And so that's one of the things I think that that's a kind of um, – and again, without getting too technical here, but you know, I've tried to coach a bit and do try and like look at this stuff. And it's one of those things where if you do the same thing all the time, it's easy to defend. And if you never do it, it's easy to defend. So it's a sort of pick your moment thing. And, uh, you know, we talked about David, Luis, and Jacko and giving them a license to hit long balls. And again, you tell me if I'm fitting the narrative here or not, but didn't you feel like they're not doing it? quite as much now, especially this last game. They they did it, but like against Palace, if I remember rightly, David Luiz must have hit 15 of them. Yeah. And maybe three or four against Newcastle. So maybe it's just an understanding of, look, when to pick your moment when you do this. Yeah, we know you can do it. We know you can do it 15 times a game, but it becomes predictable and it becomes easy to defend. So so let's just prod the ball around in the midfield, hit, hit it into feet, get it back out, recycle it, and then boom, we just hit one over the top.
1: Yeah, and I think you're definitely on to something there. But I think something that hit me at the same time you're saying it is you look at Ceballos. Let's say maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong about his attitude. He's a solid player. People got to be sitting around looking at him and saying, wow, Arteta's just not even giving him the time of day because basically he hadn't. Uh, but say it was because of attitude. Well, Gendouzi didn't even make the 18 man squad or, yeah, the 18 man squad for the weekend, who apparently has to do with some, uh, some attitude issues. I think he addressed that yesterday after his um, or in his press conference. And then you look at Lacazette, who does not have attitude issues, but obviously had a little bit underwhelming performance thus far. And basically where I'm getting at is Arteta's kind of showing that he doesn't really care if he's dropping someone who someone might think needs to play. He's saying that you need to deliver, you need to work hard, you need to fill a role that I want you to do. And if you can't do any of those three, there's chance you may not play. And so maybe that's why guys like Luis, who we think is a bit of a loose cannon, So I don't want to hop off that ship again because I've done it like 15 times. I still think he's a loose cannon. I want to stay in that boat at least for a little longer. You look at Xhaka. Well, Xhaka honestly is the one that I don't even put in here. But you reference Pepe. I think, you know, it's at times his effort to me seemed a bit lacking. Um, But it was obviously good enough for Arteta to comment yesterday. And Ozil, who, again, is looking like a bit of a different player, but I don't want to jump off that boat because I just got on it. About, I'm just not sure if he's good enough. But, I mean, I think maybe that goes to your point as well. It's like, Arteta is demanding things, and players are realizing that they can't just coast. They can't just, oh, well, whatever, I'll get it figured out, and he, ha- he needs me. I don't think that's going on at the moment.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and so... We've talked about effort, and the sad thing is, the really sad thing is, is that we've had no effort and no tactics and no structure and no discipline. And it's just been so lackadaisical that, um, you know, we've seen Arteta come in and they put in some effort. And then we've seen, you know, players trying to express themselves and have a little bit more uh, you know, creativity. And then we've, I think we've agreed that also that we look a little more structured. And you add all those th- things up. And, and so you look at someone like Gunduzi and you look at Sabayos as we view them. And that was the thing we, I think we've talked about in the last couple of weeks is like effort's just not enough anymore. Effort's great. And then we're always fans love it. And I tell you, I love Gunduzi because I think he puts effort in every minute of every game. But then you get a guy like, Pepe or Ozil, who don't, they do put the effort in, don't get me wrong, they're doing a lot better than they ever have. But, you know, in terms of apples for apples, they're not putting in the same work rate as someone like Nduzzi. But they're getting the whole picture. They're tactically understanding what he's trying to do. They're probably, you know, training hard. They're doing within their limit what, what he wants them to do. And he, they're part of the structure and they're getting it. So, yeah, I mean, and you know what that comes down to a little bit? Intelligence, right? It's, it's football and intelligence. Um, and Ozil, beyond doubt, is one of the most intelligent footballers you're ever going to see walk the, on a field. So, yeah, he's getting it. And maybe Gonduzi, bless his heart, he's not getting it yet. And maybe Sabahis took a little while to figure it out. So I can't imagine there could be any better thing for a player and a good team than intelligence. Because if you think about our major complaint about our team, we've been a bunch of boneheads in so many games over so many years, right? Am I wrong?
1: No, you're right. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Just bad decisions, bad tactics, bad, just stupid. I mean, I'm not being rude when I say that word. I'm using that word in its its true sense. Stupidity. Over and over and over again. And we just shake our head. And then Luis did it against Chelsea. And you're like... This isn't, and I, you know, I, I'm thinking Arteta probably just took him to task on it and he understood. So maybe he said, all right, well, do it again. you got a problem, but, but we're on the same page,
1: right? So, so two things, both involve Akazette. Uh What did you make of the decision to not play him and play uh, Nketiah? And then second of all, what was your reaction to him scoring a goal in terms of himself and the team's reaction? Uh,
0: so, again, I think it, um, it's Arteta just saying, hey, you know, you train well, you play. Uh, I think there was a little, in what's the word, double entendre there. I think that he might be of use in, in to motivate Legazette. He's obviously seeing something in Legazette where he's not going to negatively respond. I think it'd be hard to believe that that Nketiah trains harder or better than Lagazette. I just, I just find that very hard to believe. Um, of all the mm-hmm. players on the, on the wear our shirt, Lagazette is a guy that just puts it in and in and in. So yeah, I think that might've been a little bit of trickery, a little bit of good man management, a little bit of ability to motivate knowing how to do it. And he got a positive and great response from the player. And most important of all, he got the result, right? The, he needed Lacazette to score a goal. He brought him on when they were a little tired, when he was hungry for a goal. How many times have you seen Gabriel Jesus
1: come on in, in the 85th minute? I was just, uh, just about to say that. And, and in fact, not even that, that aspect, but Gabriel Jesus is a pretty good player. He's probably better than Nkedia, and there's probably no probably about it. Same with the Aguero Lacazette comp. Lacazette's obviously far superior. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was always one thing that was weird to me whenever Jesus gets a good run. Like, at times, he, he gets to play ahead of Aguero quite a bit, and it always baffles me. But maybe that's something that Arteta has taken. I'm not sure. But uh, that was something that kind of came across my mind as you were speaking.
0: Well, so my I think the answer to your question was this. Um, I think Arteta is making some... He's taken some calculated risks and gambles with team management player management right now a lot of them are coming off um and and the only reason i say that uh, i'm excited about it is because i think with Emery, he tried to do similar things as well um but i can see uh, and again this is hindsight 2020 so don't just call me a bandwagon here but i truly I'm looking at some of this stuff, and I'm saying, you know, that makes sense. It makes sense uh, that you, you know, that you can sort of motivate Lacazette by giving him a rest and saying, hey, there's a kid that's training hard, and I'm going to give him a run. Le- to me, you you don't take that as a lack as a negative on Lacazette. You take that more as a positive on Keddie. And Lacazette, being a senior player, you say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's give this kid a run, and then you come on, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, five minutes, 10 minutes and um let's just you know but let's just work as a team as a group so i I like it i think as long as the players continue to buy in which is a big if but if it if it continues i I think it's it's interesting and i don't think it's stuff that you and i would afford
1: yeah and so i had asked about the team reaction to lacazette oh yeah and everybody went nuts absolutely right you want to comment on that? Nah, it's just team spirit, isn't it? I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I don't think
0: we've necessarily lacked it. To be fair, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to under our under tenor? under really anybody in terms of. Oh. Um, I think Alexis was obviously fairly unpopular at the end, um, but I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't want to just say. I think that. Look, I'm just. I don't want to get too excited about that particular thing because I think that obviously Lekis a nice guy. I'm assuming he he looks popular. I mean, so for any striker to go nine goals about go- nine games without a goal, I think his teammates are going to be pretty ecstatic. But the yeah, the reaction was it was a little over the top. So you know, yeah, I mean, it does say something
1: in in the reaction in himself. I- you know, obviously, he's going to be pretty excited. But where I'm going with it, and I ended up tweeting it out, and you had asked me about Aubameyang. Apparently, he's not going to sign a contract. I don't really believe any of the news that's coming out because it just is all fake, in my opinion. But if he doesn't sign a contract, I'm not, I am not—I wouldn't be shocked. But I guess what is a little shocking, and they've referenced Lacazette not signing a contract as well, is those two seem to really, really love Playing for us, all right. Whether they want to play for Arsenal or not, it's just they love playing right now, and they happen to be at Arsenal. Is what something that I'm observing. Um And obviously, there's no way for you to answer this, but to me, it just seems like if we can just give—I'm talking more about Aubameyang as opposed to Lacazette for obvious reasons. Uh These two guys a chance to to believe that we can we can fight for. I guess, a Champions League or even a Premier League, um, that they, they want to stay. They they might want to sign, and we just haven't been able to give them that in the last two years because, they just, like I said, they just seem very happy, uh, but maybe it's just them two playing together and they just enjoy playing together. Do you have any comment on that?
0: Obviously, it's a good thing. I mean, I, I don't know how significant it is, but obviously, it's got to be better than if they weren't enjoying it and they weren't enjoying playing together. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be, um, you know, flippant about your point. I mean, it's a good point. I just, I think it's kind of a self-answering yeah. question. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems to me that if there's a chance that they're going to both sign or, or, you know, both stick around, it's going to be because they're doing well and they're having a good time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. I just I just think it's, you know, fairly um, essential that that happens if we're going to yeah. retain them. And so, yeah, again... Credit to Arteta and for being able to engender that because you know you could see if they were miserable that you just say well you know Bamian's just going to go somewhere yeah. else. So now my other point on that would be this though, and I'm going to go back to your favourite over the years. <clears throat> we had um, a number ten, nine, number nine that uh, left um, at a time when we could
1: have really used him, and was number 10 probably and number 11 playing as a nine if that's yeah, what you number 10, that's
0: right. your favorite guy um was an 11 and um he you shall not be spoken of
1: and uh
0: so i the so the other part of the equation and again we're probably going to go on long here but this is interesting stuff i think i'm interested in it anyway uh, <laughs> um i it's not a podcast yeah, so you gotta listen i to it. want I, had a, I got to give some props to a little website that we've always talked about, Arsenal, Arsenal, um, AA.net or whatever it is, Arsenal, Arsenal.net. But uh, one of the guys on there, he's a pretty good journalist, Rocky. He uh, did this while well, the two weeks of break was on. He did this thing about our players of the last decade in each position. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I am going to tell you it was kind of horrendous when he listed out like goalkeepers. I mean, it was Czech or. Um, or Chesney. And then the defence was just pretty miserable. Midfield, holding midfielder was probably going to be Artère or Xhaka. And you, you go through this, and it's a bit of a reality show. I, I kind of challenge you lot to go on there and have a look at the list of these players that we had in the last 10 years. And so in, t- in 2013, I believe that was when he, when he quit, um, what were his prospects of sticking around? And the answer was, I think, a very mediocre squad with a bunch of very mediocre players and a manager that seemed to have lost the ability to motivate the team. And uh, now, you know, I think we've still got a fairly mediocre squad, I'm being honest, but maybe with a manager that's got the potential to motivate and get the best out of a mediocre squad, plus hopefully attract, you know, one or two better players. So, that's, I think that's an important part. I'm rambling, but that's an important part of the other part of the equation. Is you're going to stay? You've got to just yeah. see a little bit more than, oh, yeah, you know, I'm enjoying my football and I like Lacazette. Then you've got to see, well, where's the team going? Where's the manager going? Are we, you know, are we going to be competitive? So, I think yeah. that's,
1: that's happening. Well, I think that's definitely an interesting point. Another interesting point, I think involves a guy named Bakayo Saka and another guy named Seah Kolasinac who was on the bench um, but at this point you wouldn't play anyone over Saka at left back unless maybe Tierney is ready to go right? Oh yeah absolutely. I mean he's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah no doubt.
1: He was really good again yesterday obviously <coughs> we referenced the assist he had but He's been really, really good. And I just wanted to kind of say that real quick, just because I mean, it's not like he's still playing there because we've got no one else. Because again, Clasench was on the bench, and uh, you think he's just earned his spot. So, what happens if Tierney does come back? Do you think well, yeah, what what happens? Good question. That's a problem mm-hmm. for Arteta to
0: solve, honestly. Because yeah, I know what I'd do. You know, I'd keep. Well, what would you do? Really? I'd keep Saka playing. Until Tierney, okay. you got to earn your spot back. Until until I see a reason to pull him out, you know, I I'd, I'd play Tierney in certain games, maybe back four. Uh, yeah, but I don't I don't really. Uh, and again, you know, we talked about this back four thing because it supposedly is a back four, right? But Jack is playing left back, so yeah. When we haven't got the ball, and I think that's such an obvious pattern now. Yeah, um, where I think it's interesting is our teams haven't really attacked him later on in the game. On the break, but that may be because we're a little better at defending a the break these days.
1: Yeah, no, I disagree. I think <laughs> one thing I'm not going to get excited about is defensively, we kept a clean sheet. I'm Still very, very worried about defense, but you know, we'll take what we can get.
0: I got another question for you, real quick. All right, you said two. They gave up two big chances. Obviously, one was to um, it was it Kieran Clark. Was it? Yeah, or he, he I, shanked it. The other yeah, one, Are you talking about St. Maximum with the, when he hit the post? Yeah. I, you know, I, I will say that, that was phenomenal. I I think the guy's a headless chicken myself, but I thought about a triori the first couple of seasons I saw him too, and he looks like he's getting a lot better. I think that guy, that was a phenomenal shot. I mean, he was on the run. I, you know, I know he's a professional and all that, but that was, I mean, I'm not saying we're closing down particularly well, don't get me wrong, but... yeah. If it had gone in, I would have just been shaking my head saying someone scored another f- phenomenal goal against us. So I, I Yeah, kinda...
1: no, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, but I will say I don't really them down particularly well, and I don't think Sabayas did all that good of a job holding the ball up. Uh, he never really had possession of it. He just kind of gave it to him and put himself out of position. But no, I think you're right. I think it's just more uh, just a trend that I really hope doesn't continue to happen. But... Maybe that happens quite a bit for Liverpool, and I just don't notice because they've already won the game and they don't have a track record of mistakes yeah. or something Well, if you
0: like look that. at Pepe and Aubameyang, you know, we could, like I said, it could definitely be in a goal or two up against them. So yeah, um, it does happen against them. We just don't notice.
1: Yeah. All right, and then the last little housekeeping, uh, Torreira did not play, um, but surely that's just a fitness thing, right? Yeah. Wanting I to play the
0: bias. Fitness rotation, I think. Yeah. Just, I think he's he's definitely gonna, and and that's the thing about Tierney that I, I don't think we should, it, you know, I think you got to kind of temper that with, I don't necessarily think it's Saka or Tierney whoever's the best. I think it's going to be a little rotation. I think Arteta is going to be one of those guys that's going to play certain teams against certain teams. Yeah. Play certain defenders against you know blah blah blah. So, um, I do have one question. And, I, and I, it still baffled me, and I was reading around a little bit today, but I was really busy at work, so I didn't get a chance, but what the hell is Danny Rose doing
1: at Newcastle? Well, did I miss something? Yeah, I kind of, that kind of snuck up on me, too. I mean, he's, at, he's on loan, if that clears anything out for you, but uh, yeah. Oh, he's on loan? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, again, with the emergence of second, maybe not, but... I can't stand the guy, by the way, but would have been a pretty <laughs> solid loan signing, wouldn't it? Yeah. New I passion. mean, I, I, I'm, just, I'm, non, I'm dumbfounded that he's playing for them. So I guess Mourinho just told him, you know, you have to yeah. go. So, Yeah. Anyway, I, just, I, was abs- I, was, I was looking at him. It's like, yeah, that's Danny Rose. And, and he <laughs> started pushing people around and kicking people. Yeah, it was definitely
1: Danny Rose. <laughs> and, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Crazy. All right. That's yeah.
1: about all I've got right now. Uh, what yeah, got? no, we've got one more thing to touch on, and that is you play Olympiacos on Thursday. We're going we're gonna to
0: eviscerate them off the face of the earth. I sure hope so. We will. I, there's some teams in there that I think we're going to have challenges with, but Olympiacos ain't one of them.
1: All right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more for us to comment on that because uh, I don't know a whole lot about Olympiacos. Um, mm-hmm. We've playing well, or at least the last half we've played pretty well, and hopefully we can take it home from here and set up a, a good – give ourselves a good chance in the second leg and then move on in the competition. We'll talk to you guys more after the game, either Thursday night or after the Premier League game against Everton this weekend.
0: I'm sure the olive oil is going to be really nice on the trip when they go over there. They'll probably be yeah, some like garlic bread and olive oil.
1: Pretty good. Yep, I think on that bombshell, we're gonna end it there for me, Liam. Okay, and me, I will talk to you guys. Well, we we will talk to you guys maybe Thursday, maybe Sunday. See ya. Bye. All right, well, that was good. Yeah, we're a little little, little, discombobulated, but you know, two weeks off, whatever.
0: Kind of fans are we really?
1: Yeah, we're struggling a bit with our common knowledge. So it would have been a really good idea for us to do it back like five or six years ago when it was just a total stud with all this stuff.